good in grief? Yeah, right. If the title irritated you, it tells me that you are either just starting your difficult journey of grief or you're struggling right now. Grief is the hardest thing you're ever going to walk out, but there's something about it what can be grown in you that's incredible. Now, this takes time and effort and trust, but it's worth every question you ask and every tear you will cry. And I know that's a big statement, but the God who created the universe created you. He knows you, he loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Yes, even now. Wouldn't it be great to have a little peace and hope right now? So if you can agree to that part at least, you're in the right place today. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by Choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. The replays are over, but I'm so glad to hear from you that they have been helpful. We are back to new episodes and two each week. The Sunday episode is the regular one, and the Thursday episode will focus more on purpose after loss. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Ecuador, our spotlight country. I've started over with the countries because it's a new year. And last year, California, Texas, and North Carolina were in the top as the states with the most downloads. Well, with the new year, new states rise to the top because Ohio is the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 60 countries. This tells me that grief is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you are not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. If this is your first Grief to Great Day podcast episode and you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you want some background, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com and click on the book tab. If you're just starting your journey, please still tune in for the Purpose After Loss episodes because they're going to give you hope in a future that is different than your today. It's important to know that life will change, that it won't always hurt like this. And that is not to say that you're going to stop missing your loved one because you never will, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. I wonder what you thought about this title. Did you think, what good can come from the worst thing that happened to me? What is there that's good about pain or confusion or the questioning in my head 
if you're starting to come out of the fog and that gripping pain of loss, this topic may make you a little curious to hear about and slightly exciting to think that there might be something good to come out of this mess. But if you're still in the very beginning of your loss and you are just trying to catch your breath, please hang on and listen, even if you don't believe it's possible to have good in grief. I want to plant some seeds for your future that you can start to water now. So today we're talking about pain, process, and purpose. Frank Peretti said, God does not waste an ounce of our pain or a drop of our tears. Suffering doesn't come our way for no reason, and he seems especially efficient at using what we endure to mold our character. If we are malleable, he takes our bumps and bruises and shapes them into something beautiful. I know in my grief journey, I was not especially malleable in the beginning. That took time. But when I got to that place, what God was able to do in my life was incredible. You know, I remember asking God why he wouldn't just take the pain and emptiness away. He was certainly able to do that. He parted waters. He healed people, raised others from the dead. And he was the same God today as he was yesterday. So why would he allow me to continue feeling so horrible? It was bad enough that Monica endured such pain and swelling, not to mention the fact that she died proclaiming her faith. Being Monica's caretaker for six months and watching what she went through without any ability to change the outcome was sickening and physically taxing. Why, after all of that, would he not give me a break? I actually wrote that in my journal more than one time. Why, God, are you okay to watch me continue to struggle month after month? And month after month, I continued to go after God with my pain, questions, and desire to keep that mustard seed of faith and peace in my heart. It only took me a year or two <laughs> to be willing to acknowledge what I had read in the Bible and heard from many different sermons. See, God is more interested in changing us than in changing our circumstances. Let that sink in for a minute. He's more interested in changing you than he is your circumstances. When things aren't hard, like when we're going through life with the normal irritations and maybe even a little drama, we tend to take God for granted or at least don't value our relationship with him as when we walk through the hard times. Time after time, those in the Bible encounter God in a way that changes their lives because of a hardship, because of pain, or because of the need to go after God like never before. Nowhere in the Bible did it ever say that Christians would have it easy, that there would be no problems for us. We live in a fallen world, so there's no way that we can really expect to never have problems. But when I was going through grief, I did not expect to have pain like I experienced, and it threw me. Now, here comes the part that should give you a little bit of hope. Remember, God is more concerned with changing you than changing your circumstances. When the pain leads you to your knees, and it will, 
It puts you in the right posture to listen. It opens your heart to obedience because God is on his rightful throne to do a mighty work in you. Your dependence on him will give you that peace that surpasses understanding and hope that you've never experienced before. You're going to be shocked that you can say it is well through the tears and in the middle of total uncertainty of the next step. Now, if you're at the part where you think, man, I never knew I could experience such pain and still live, then wait till you get to the other side, look back and say, wow, I didn't understand what I just came through, but I never knew God in such an intimate way. That's your first good in grief, a close relationship with God that will change your perspective and everything else. See, pain produces hope. The pain of grief will make you appreciate the things you have taken for granted, and it will flood your heart with a gratitude you never had before. You will be crying because you are hurting, and then you will also be crying because you are so grateful for what you had. It's a really weird thing, and you don't always like it until you look back and see what it was. So we've talked about the pain and the process. Now for the passion. Now this is something you may feel a desire for as you walk through your loss. It will not be in the very beginning because you're just trying to make sense of this weird existence where everything seems upside down. Your loved one was a big part of your identity, of your purpose. But now that they're gone, there's an additional hole in the purpose department. My identity was wrapped up in Monica's music ministry because I didn't believe God had one just for me. Or I thought her ministry was where I could make a difference. So after Monica died, I lost my best friend, my sister, my business and ministry partner. I struggled with my faith because of what Monica lived out, but also because I had no purpose. I didn't understand why I was still on this earth. Because in my mind, everything had been taken from me. After a while, and this is going to vary from person to person, a while for you could be six months, a year. A while for me was like two years. <laughs> like I needed something, but I had no clue what it was. So after a while, you'll feel the desire or more accurately the need to fulfill something bigger than you, to have a reason to be on this earth, and you're going to want to make a difference. It is unlikely that the purpose is going to hit you right away because there is so much to process with the grief alone. But over time, you'll feel this little change, this need, and you'll have these glimpses of something bigger than you ever imagined. And you'll be like, yeah, right. This, my friend, is incredible. Those glimpses, they're for real. And that is going to show you where your future is going. So how do you get from the pain to allow the process to get a purpose for the next chapter in your story? First, it's about your relationship with the Lord. There's no fancy formula to get to the point of a relationship like that with God. There's no right or wrong way to talk with the Lord. Now, a healthy reverence would be nice, but I lacked that when I was blinded by my pain. I just knew I needed him, and I was as honest as I had ever been. 
So open your heart and remember a relationship requires time spent together. And that's through prayer and reading the Bible. Second, oh, and this one's a hard one. Submit to the sovereignty of God. Because until you do, you won't accept having a different life. This was one of my sticking points. (laughs) One of my many sticking points. I fought this for almost two years and I wore myself out. In the end, I came to a place of acceptance that God's plans were better for me than mine, even if I didn't understand and even if I didn't agree. Third, ask God to help you in the areas you are struggling. I'm not talking about the pain of grief. I'm talking about just wanting to pray and wanting to have a close relationship with God. Remember, just be honest and let him do a work in you. You are going to be amazed, and that might not be today or even this year, but you will be amazed at what God has for you even now. Your word of the week is still Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I have an additional word of the week because I think it fits. Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. In the message version, this is what it sounds like. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles. Because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Okay, so your journey works this week, and that is the work of your journey because time alone does not heal all wounds. There is work to be done, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, in grief. The first thing, it's about relationship with God. So pray and read the Bible. Let the power of the Word of God transform your heart. Second, submit to the sovereignty of God. And if you're not there, I have all people get that. But you can pray that God helps you to get there. Third, ask God to help you in the areas that you're struggling. Kind of said that in the second one, but same thing. So really, it goes back to praying and reading. And if you want to feel better, get up, get up off the couch, get up out of that bed and go for a short walk. I don't care if it's a mile or one lap in the house. Get up and change your scenery. It does help. And here are some other ways to help you move forward. There is a private Facebook group that we have. It's called the Grief Group for Christian Women. If you want to be a part of a faith-filled group of women who get the pain of grief, the priority of faith, and who encourage and support each other through the hard days, join this group. If you're ready to put action behind your desire of healing, a great way to do that is to purchase my What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. The four steps in this workshop 
help guide you over four weeks to grow closer to God, even when it's hard to pray, to work towards acceptance, and to know what's normal and not normal in your healing process. Don't put this off until tomorrow. Take this brave step now, because this is what you're going to need in the first year or if you feel stuck. If you don't have a church home, you can visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. And as always, links to everything are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you're not alone. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking these steps, however small or slow or ugly, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.